0: I'm Dave Johnson, along with, yes, we welcome Frank Hanrahan this week to the D.C. Sports Huddle, along with uh, Rob Woodfork and George Wallace. Frank will be available for autographs later. This is just a, a one-off. No, it would be the first of many appearances. <laughs> yeah, I was about to
1: say, man, this this show just got a lot more handsome. We had to replace Chi appropriately, so. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, Chi's gone on to Hollywood. He's gone on to other
0: things, but, but Frank is a man of the people and he is with us. Hey, uh, uh, happy holiday, everyone. It's, it's Thanksgiving. We got a lot to, to talk about. We'll start with our favorite topic, the Washington football team. Uh, and again, I remember saying this after that Broncos game when Taylor Heineke had a minus 300 quarterback rating or whatever it was. It was a very low quarterback rating. One of his worst games. My contention was any guy that slept on his sister's couch as he tried to continue to pursue a professional football career was not going to quit, was not going to give up, and he hasn't, and he has performed well, and he's part of the reason we're talking about this Washington football team is maybe a playoff possibility. So I'll I'll just start there that that Taylor Heideke
2: is showing the kind of leadership a quarterback needs to show. George Wallace, jump in. Oh, The other good news too, guys, is that Logan Thomas is uh, back on the practice field. That's very good news. Curtis Samuel actually out there moving around at the time of this recording. And that doesn't mean anything. We've seen him do that before. But that could be a help as far as getting uh, guys back on the offensive side of the ball. Look, I mean, it was a gutsy performance last week against Carolina. Can't take it away from him. You weathered the storm, the Cam Newton emotional storm in that first quarter, which he went out and scored. You knew it was going to be that place was going to be jacked up. But they weathered it and took care of uh, business when they had to. So now you got to look, you got a Seattle team. I can't believe I'm actually saying this. You got a Seattle team that's not playing well at all. Lost three straight boats since Russell Wilson's come back. And then looking ahead, it's a week-to-week thing. I get it. But then you got to go to Vegas to play the Raiders. Okay, the Raiders aren't world beaters right now either. So I can't believe that I'm actually saying that this team has a chance to win the next two games. And then you get into the last five weeks, and it's all division games after that. So anything can happen. So the whole thing was this year getting to that December division part of the schedule and kind of treading water or still being around the uh, conversation – and then anything can happen. And Ron Rivera said this week too: "Look, if you can get to that point, you control your, you know, your your destiny, so to speak. Maybe not to necessarily win the division, but to be in the conversation. Look how bunched up it is right now with that teams that are five, six, seven losses. So anything is possible. And if if you it's you know it is a one week at a time thing. And you go put four quarters together against a team that's struggling on Monday night, then you know anything can happen. So it's uh, it, it is a positive thing right now for Washington." And
0: I don't know why we were worried in the first place. Again, uh, gets back to my contention. The NFL is fixed, probably, or because it's a, the greatest miniseries and it's a ratings I
1: juggernaut.
0: And I it always you? ends up being this situation where you have this this dramatic uh, December leading into the playoffs. So I don't know why we were so angst ridden.
1: I, I really mean, don't. <laughs> let, let's go to. Let, let's go if, to it's, <laughs> if it's rigged, then I don't know how they're trying to hook Washington up. No, no, that's true. No, it's always goes it sixteen
0: and zero every year. But my point is, it, it it is a it's part of the NFL story. It just the on right. any given Sunday that Pete Rozelle once upon a time coined, and it, it continues to exist. And now it needs to be on any given Monday. We we go to Rob ward Fork, who uh, that confident. Are you going to say something, George? Before we go to Rob,
2: I was to say if it's rigged. If it rigged, then Rob's whole thing with Cam would have been fixed <laughs> a while ago. I think it's a I great
0: story. That's a great story. <laughs> and and Rob doesn't let the facts get in the way of a great story. Rob is uh, the, the posture, the confidence. He had the guts to go out and campaign for Cam Newton. Uh, Rod Rivera explained that he wanted to go in a new direction just because it was, it was a new team. Uh, and you had a wonderful piece with me on Monday morning talking about, uh, yeah, you're eating a little bit of humble pie, if you will. Uh, but that happens. And, and there was no way to predict that, that Cam Newton wouldn't have been a success in Washington, But he's moved on to Carolina. Your take of all this, and and now as this Washington football team moves forward.
1: Yeah, and as you mentioned, I mean, I wrote a column this week on WTOP.com just giving uh, Taylor Heineke his flowers. I think it says something that you are able to – it's not funny, George. It's not funny. (laughs) But I gave – I gave Taylor Heineke his flowers because, look, that performance in Carolina, all jokes aside, I mean, you play your best career game against the number one pass defense in the NFL. I mean, that says something to me. And in in successive weeks, he played his best football of, of his career against really tough competition. So, you know, look, I mean, uh, Ron on Sunday was talking about how – you know what he was asked why they have this uh, switch that flips um, almost in the second part of the season. And he's just saying, Hey, look, I mean, we're a young football team and we're trying to, you know, try to get all these new pieces in toward the beginning of the season. Some of the young guys are sort of feeling their way around. And then once guys uh, get a good sense of what we're doing, then we perform better. Now, I mean we had this problem with Jay Gruden too when he was here. You can't you can't afford those 1 and 7, 2 and 6 starts and expect to do anything meaningful. So that's obviously something that they're going to have to get done, but I mean, look, in terms of the stretch run, I mean, those were arguably two of their hardest games. I think the Seattle game, that actually, believe it or not, is a good matchup for them. Uh, even though we have in our minds that horrible RG three playoff game from 2012, Washington is two and one against Russell Wilson Uh, or at one and two, two or Russell Wilson's two and one against Washington, but he hasn't played well an 85 passer rating and has as many touchdown passes five as he has been sacked. So, you know, not as much help. He's still trying to work his way back uh from injury. Uh, and, and, and I think you look at the, you know, the red zone situation, the well, you know Washington has played a lot better in the red zone the last yeah. couple of weeks. And that's been a big difference. They played a lot better on third down the last couple of weeks. Uh, Seattle's defense, because I'm going to throw their offense out for a minute, uh, because that is just, they, they went without Russell Wilson for a while. So those numbers are going to be skewed. But if you look at that defense, it is ranked the second worst in the league in terms of total defense and yardage. But if you look at their scoring, seventh best so that tells me you can move the ball against them in between the 20s but you're settling for field goals or at least their opposition has to this point so if washington is finishing drives in this game i think this is one that they win um you know maybe even soundly
0: yeah no i, yeah, no, I, I i'm gonna go with it again i'll get back to <laughs> i made the joke about sleeping on the sisters couch taylor heineke but again i think it, you have to give him full credit for how he responded yeah.
1: And after and, the buy- and, and here's the thing, and I said it in my column, I, I, I'll, I'll concede that, you know, he definitely had the better game on Sunday, and uh, certainly he has been the catalyst for this two-game win streak. I give him all credit due for that, but that doesn't necessarily mean that Cam Newton's a bad fit here. Cam, mm-hmm. sidebar, Cam had a 120 passer rating in that game on Sunday, so it's not like he was a bum, just Taylor was better. Yeah. No,
0: and I, and I think uh, George, you mentioned this Ron Rivera's explanation of he was just going in a totally new direction. But yeah, Mike Henry Andrew, Andrew doubles as a NASCAR driver. So he's now parked. And by the way, he he only adds that gray. It's
3: dyed. It's for sophistication. So that's that's really not. <laughs> you know that, what? You know what, Dave? I've actually had people ask me that. Hey, do you dye your hair gray? And I go, that is just the most ridiculous question. <laughs>
1: Who would oh, do right. that? No, I'll, I'll tell you the most ridiculous question. People ask me if I'm wearing contacts because my eyes are hazel. So they ask right. me, "Are you wearing contacts?" I'm uh, who's the, who can't right. see enough that they have on contacts and glasses. Who
0: okay. it? Well, and, and I bought this hair in 1983, and it still. I was gonna say, right? <laughs> <It's> amazing.
3: <laughs> so, but who would have guys? Who would have thought that Taylor Heineke would outduel Tom Brady, right, Cam Newton, and now they got Russell Wilson on Monday night. So it's almost as if this guy, and you love to see it, raises his level of play, even though, look, the talk the last couple of weeks is is Taylor Heineke the future. And the good Taylor Heineke, yes, the bad is where I think the question marks continue to come up. His decision making can be woeful at times. But, you know, that four and three play against Carolina, they had, they, you know, Riverboat Ron gambling at midfield and his ability to extend plays and just find a way to get it done is really appealing to me. And, and it, it really gives this team a tough decision moving forward, but I'm starting to lean to, you know what Taylor on could be the guy in, in the near, if not right now, but in the, the very future in terms of next season, but they've got seven games to go and this is really going to be a great test. And all of a sudden guys, we're not saying that they're a playoff team just quite yet, but things are starting to fall into place and they get a really t- uh, struggling Seattle Seahawks team on Monday night. But, again, this is a game that they could have, would have, should have won. We'll see if they can get it done against the Seahawks, who are, like I said, really struggling right now.
0: And You make a great point about Taylor Heineke because we got so excited based on his playoff performance last year. But the reality right. is he was going to need more time, and with that it would come growing. Players, yes. Of experience. But it gives you at least what he's done in the last couple of weeks, and even that game against the Falcons. Or you you know what he's capable of, and you know also what he can do to make you pull your hair out. But there there's something there, and and there's also something as again I stand by his mental approach to the game. Gives me encouragement for the and future.
1: and actually this situation sort of plays out well for him and the franchise because now he's got an extended uh, opportunity to show what he can do so he's got a whole season to show pro- improvement and progression and all of that he wouldn't have gotten it otherwise if Ryan Fitzpatrick right. didn't get hurt he's not on the field at all because he's not the plan so no. sometimes right. you fall into yes. it and I keep I keep using uh uh Kurt Warner as a reference point for him nobody planned on kurt warner kurt warner was just a guy on a roster who was bagging groceries like earlier so you know this this could be a situation where something good has fallen in your lap now kurt warner started off a lot hotter than taylor heineke did but you know he the, the way he's played if he can continue this level of play and i said this in the column. If he continues this level of play and Washington doesn't shoot itself in the foot with, you know, bad third down and red zone stuff and and penalties and all the things that plagued them early in the season. If they continue to play good sound football around him, I I mean, they they can beat anybody who's on their remaining schedule. Well,
0: somebody said bumpy roads lead to beautiful places or something like that. So maybe a bumpy road for, (laughs) for Taylor uh how to get it and by the way it was it was Trent green was supposed to be the man That's right yeah he was former washington quarterback and then got hurt george yeah. i know you're chopping at the bits.
2: yeah and i was gonna say the other thing is too you know he, he makes these like frank's talking about the bad taylor the, the interceptions in the end zone which we saw earlier in the year but i think that these the guys love playing with him on the field like they He's mm-hmm. out there giving all he can. The, the scrambles the other day, the the sidearm touchdown pass, the fourth down play that Frank was alluding to. Yeah. Like he's uh yes, he's making the mistakes, but he's making them like he's making them full speed, full, full speed ahead. So I think it's one of those things where you can see guys like playing for a guy like that. I mean, he's leaving mm-hmm. it all on the field and he gets frustrated as hell when he's not making the plays, but he's not making many mental mistakes, I don't think. I think and I think right. guys love to see that as a teammate I mean I know I would be out there I'd love to play for a guy like that that's giving it all he's got every single play running if he's sliding and and jumping up and then pointing at defenders and things like that so that's a guy that I think that you, you see teammates wanting to play for and raise their game up a level I mean if this guy's out there giving it all he's got every single play why can't I do it so I think that is another thing that you see from this team
3: He's
1: Mm -hmm. got a little Brett Favre in him, man, and I hate to say it because that's uh, that's a high bar. And I sidebar kind of said that he's one of the most overrated quarterbacks in NFL history, but that's a a different topic for another day. But he does have he does hey now (laughs) he's. He does have some Brett Favre in him. He's got that, uh, yeah. you know, that, that gambler mentality. He's able to sort of uh, make a play where there isn't a play. And and so, I, I mean, give him credit, give him credit. He's, he's wearing that number four. Well, as of the last couple of weeks.
0: Well, see, so you learn from watching on TV, He grew up watching Packers games and then yeah. look, look, look what's happened. And by the way, George, you hit a Logan Thomas coming back. That, that could be huge down the stretch to have another target like that. So. That could be it. Frank, uh, uh, you're looking ponderous. I hope that I use that.
3: I'm just curious as to, you know, again, we go into this mode of why wasn't there this um, sense of urgency earlier in the year when they look so bad. And it's Mm -hmm. amazing how you watch these teams around the league and you say, my gosh, look at the giants last night to the point of those mental mistakes when you got a quarterback making just God awful decisions and how that can snowball. And uh, even though the Washington football team loses Chase Young, you know, arguably who's could be one of their better defensive players, their defense was much better last week. So it is pretty incredible how, you know, just one little change of of momentum and fortune can really change the whole outlook for the season. Cause just two weeks ago, we were laughing at them, right? Laughing, literally going, what are they doing? And now it seems like they know exactly what they're doing. So I'm very curious to see how things shake out uh, Monday against Seattle.
1: And usually the the and usually the truth lies somewhere in between right. because I don't yeah. think they were as bad as they showed in the early part of the season, but also I don't think they're the world beaters that we've seen the last two weeks that dominated the world champions and uh, took control basically. Uh, well, I won't say start to finish, but yeah. they took control at least through the second half of mm-hmm. that Carolina game. So I don't know that they're going to do that every week, but I I think there's somewhere in between. And here's the thing: and I was telling uh you, you know our coworker, uh, Sean Anderson, the other day he was like, oh man, like, are they for real? And I said, well, I mean, I predicted that they're eight and nine this year. So they're right I on to too. be yeah. eight and nine. So, you know, as great as the last two weeks uh, were, we, we need to still, you know, kind of see how this story plays out.
0: Well, and not to play Dr. Phil on this and get back to the mental uh, approach, but I think Ron Rivera kind of hinted at it after one of the losses that uh, this is what happens with a young team that starts to believe too much of in it itself. And I think we saw that, the first yeah. few weeks where as they would talk about, you know, players doing things they weren't supposed to be doing. They were trying to do too much or whatever the explanation was. Mm-hmm. But um, he, he seemed to hint that it wasn't necessarily a great thing for a young team to have a defense that was raved about and coming off a playoff performance against the, the Buccaneers. And maybe they did pay for that the first <laughs> few weeks. All right. It is the Thanksgiving holiday So uh, what are we thankful for in the sports world? Thankful for so much, (laughs) blessed that we can do this every week and talk on the DC Sports Huddle. But beyond that, we'll start with you, Rob. What are you thankful for? Uh,
1: I am thankful that Matthew Judon is not going to be at my Thanksgiving dinner because the macaroni and cheese slander that he did in his uh, media uh, uh, monologue the other day, wholly unacceptable. Macaroni and cheese is delicious. (laughs) <laughs> it is versatile. It can be for Thanksgiving. It could be for that. It could be for just, you know, a random Wednesday while you're watching the huddle over dinner, whatever. It is wonderful. It is, it is a beautiful gift from the culinary gods. And how dare he shake his fist! And it and, and speaks blasphemy against macaroni and cheese. So I'm glad he's going to be somewhere else. Well, finally, over, over a year into the
0: uh, DC Sports Huddle, and we have an official food of the DC Sports Huddle: the macaroni and cheese. So we'll go with that. Mm-hmm. Yes,
2: George, it's going to be hard to top mac and cheese. George, you're thankful. Uh, look, my first of all, my kids are thankful for mac and cheese. So that's, that's right. That is one thing. Uh, before I go, my parting words. My I'm th- thankful. Honestly, guys, this year that we are back to watching sporting events live in person around athletes around coaches and with fans in the stands it's as simple as that you realize it last year when it was gone mm-hmm. it was such a big difference this year and that's what i'm going to leave you guys with have a good thing okay happy thanksgiving frank thanks hey, you. now
3: georgie georgie totally stole my thunder uh <laughs> but i will say and probably dave you probably know this better than the rest of us just the the amount of I'm thankful for the amount of effort and work it's taking to get these games on, right? I'm sure there's so much behind the scenes that we don't realize the testing, the the folks that are working at the arenas just to make this happen. So that's what I'm thankful for. Take it to a different level, just the amount of energy and effort that people that we don't necessarily know are putting that effort forth to make this all happen and worthwhile. So that's what I'm thankful for. And so this I, little I, one too. <laughs> yes, so, and you should be. And she, she stole the show, man. She stole the show. Stole the I show. know. She got herself a smoothie from McDonald's, so she's happy. It
0: well, <laughs> it's those things in life, and that's well said. I mean, you th- I think about uh, we have fans back close to the players, for example, Wizards games. But uh, yeah. as the ticket people deal with these fans, they have to make sure all those fans are tested. Uh, yeah. And so, in other words, it, it, to Frank's point, it's an extra layer to make sure. So we yeah, can safely enjoy these games and I'll leave it for the uh just thankful for the Washington spirits uh perseverance and resilience I, I don't know all the facts and, and mm-hmm. uh, the season, but um just from what was reported and what we understood uh, it could have been a season that just unraveled uh yeah. more than it did at times and, and to actually persevere and win a championship and and by the way with Trinity Rodman showing that uh, she's got her dad's DNA in her because for all that people talked about the multicolored hair of Dennis Rodman, he was a competitor
3: mm-hmm.
0: in a Chicago Bulls <laughs> uniform as he studied uh, uh, t- be uh, before games because he was a great rebounder and he was not the biggest guy on the floor.
3: <laughs> yep.
0: Trinity Rodman uh, was, was a tremendous story as well, but I'm just uh, thankful for the Washington Spirits. Uh, courage and Resilience, I'll we'll take a page for that because we all deal with various challenges. Mm-hmm sure
1: for George Sorry. Wallace
0: Frank Hanrahan our star behind Frank Hanrahan and Rob Woodfork. <laughs>
3: happy Thanksgiving and thanks for spending time on the DC Sports Channel
1: happy Thanksgiving break